Welcome to The Ride. Life, Work, and Wealth Podcast with your host, Chris Rowe. Chris, many years ago, was both a firefighter and a paramedic and witnessed many people not getting another tomorrow. And it shaped who he is now as a financial strategist. Chris doesn't just help people plan for a secure tomorrow. He helps them plan for a better today. Chris lives in Burlington, Ontario, and is an investment advisor at Green Private Wealth, a trade name of Harborfront Wealth Management, an IROC dealer. Let's get to it. Whether or not we are actually in a recession may be the big debate among economists, but if you are planning to retire right now, you may be having second thoughts. Chris Durow has some tips that may ease the sting of leaving the everyday workforce. Chris, these really are uncertain times, aren't they? Yeah, thanks, Patrice. Yes, and we're getting, obviously, the longer that these markets stay down, the more and more questions and concerns we get from clients asking these types of questions and playing certain scenarios in their head and all of that. So that's why today I just wanted to touch on that, on if you are getting close to or maybe you just retired and it's a recession or down markets in general, how does does that make an impact? How does that change things? So today we'll just go through a few things. So basically for people getting close to retirement, you're probably marking the days in your calendar for a while, preparing mentally for when the big day comes to move on to the next chapter and retire. You have all these plans, you're ready to leave your dream, your retirement, and then, oh crap, a recession hits. And you, oops, didn't think of that one. Well, I just want to go through a few things, as I mentioned, that can make it a little bit easier and try and calm the anxiety down around that. So like, I, I completely get it, obviously. If you're going to depend on your investments for retirement, it can be quite stressful looking at statements with negative returns over the last few months. And hopefully up to this point, you've had either a financial plan or a retirement income projection plan or some type of plan created so that even with a recession, you know you're going to be okay. So for our clients, we create these. And I, a lot of times my clients will hear, hear me say, I call them like a peace of mind report. And the reason for that is any good plan is obviously going to incorporate market drops and recession since it's not if they're going to happen, it's when. And because we know they're going to happen, we have to make sure that we incorporate those into these plans. However, if you have not had one of these done for you, there's still other things you can do to prepare or to help yourself during tough times in the market. Now, one good thing about recessions is they don't last forever. They It sure feels like it when you're in the middle of one, but they don't. And they can differ from deep and long to short and shallow and everything in between. So let's start with the first thing is, well, first of all, what type of retirement are you choosing at this point since maybe the fear of a recession has changed this under ideal circumstances, meaning like you're not forced out because of health or some other situation? There's basically three choices on how to kind of transition away from your full-time job. There's phased retirement, full retirement, and continuing to work in retirement. So a phased retirement basically is going to allow you to test the waters before you make the leap slow down your hours, kind of easing into a routine where you may be spending more time at home. You'll have some more flexibility to your schedule and that kind of allows you, and if you have a spouse or a significant other, to start experimenting with shared and separate calendars that let both of you get things done without driving each other crazy. Phasing into retirement, it can help you because it can basically help you kind of fine tune your work-life balance and allows you to still bring in some income from the employer 
but as well, it could potentially keep the door open with your employer if you're not sure and you want to return back to full-time. And maybe this is just something that you weren't considering before, but because of the economy, maybe that is an option. So basically, it's just, it doesn't have to be black and white, fully retire or not. And maybe because of the current market conditions, you're thinking, well, maybe I thought I wanted to fully retire, but maybe I'll just phase into it. The next one is obviously full retirement, making the big leap, putting the line in the sand. Once the date comes, you're out of there. <laughs> maybe regardless of the markets and the economy, you're still like, nope, still going to start the next chapter. And basically, good for you if you're not going to let these external events dictate what you are going to do and when you're going to enter this next chapter. Because the external events, we can't control. So I give you credit for still going ahead and forward with it. Going through though a cash flow plan, knowing your lifestyle expenses is absolutely essential when you're choosing this option, the full retirement. And we're going to get into that later. Working in retirement is a bit of a different option. Obviously, you're having more and more people in the, in the past years and years ago, it was once again, black or white. You worked, you fully, you retired and that was it. You're done. Well, today retirees are healthy, healthier and more active. And since some of them are working past 65 and love what they do, they continue to work. Others will transition to part-time jobs and that kind of lets them explore other interests while still earning a paycheck. But many retirees, they just want to, they don't mind still working and they're going to do that because it still allows them to keep their retirement savings accounts topped up and doesn't have them starting to drain in their nest egg. And it kind of keeps pace with the light, the increased life expectancy, which is a good thing that retirees are now getting just because of science, health, and all that stuff. So everyone knows life expectancy is increasing. So basically, every dollar earned is one less dollar that doesn't have to come out right away of your, out of your portfolio. And uh, working part-time, it just allows you to delay taking more money from the portfolio. And it also, what it can also do is it also can help you to defer on taking your CPP and OAS payments, which then allows those future checks to grow larger when you eventually do tap into them. So the amount of time that you continue to work in some capacity and let your investments weather the volatility could be what maybe you need right now to help you feel a bit better if you're a little unsure about retiring during these times. Okay, so next is uh, determining your retirement needs. How much will you need is usually the number one question people have when they're thinking about retiring, regardless of what the market environment is. And there's all kinds of, well, there's many rules of thumbs on this. There's I'm just going to chirp a few out. 4% withdrawal rate, annual retirement income times 25, 70% of your working income, pre-retirement income multiplied by 10 to 14. You have all kinds of different formulas. However, what we do is we have our clients go through a cash flow plan. And I'd be asking listeners, have you ever done or reviewed a cash flow plan? Because they're extremely important just before and in retirement. And if you've never done one, you need to go to my resource section on my website and you'll see that first there's a retirement shift worksheet. This helps you figure out what expenses stay the same, goes up, goes down, or goes away, or new expenses in retirement. So it helps you figure that out. And once you've done that, then download the cash flow sheet and input the values of what your retirement lifestyle is going to cost you. And even if you're still, if you, even if you're retired, you can still do this, especially if you've never done it. This will give you an idea of the amount that you need per year to retire, which obviously is extremely important. We always recommend that each year in retirement, once you've done it, that you are updating this cash flow form just so it keeps you aware. And it's just a good exercise to do. And also now you're just 
pay more attention to how much your lifestyle costs you. It's not meant to budget. I hate that word. Uh, it's not meant to tell you like exactly what you can or can't buy. It's just for you to pay attention on what's it costing you. Also, the most important part of this is know really how much the essential expenses are since those are obviously more important than non-essential. So it's going to help you kind of label that out. Now for the income coming in part. You need to put this on the cash flow sheet and that's going to be, well, in retirement for many, it's going to be like your CPP, your OAS, your employer's pension, if you're fortunate enough to have one. And as we just mentioned, part-time work. Add up all those guaranteed sources of income. And ideally, these sources would be great if the amount that it adds up to covers your non-discretionary expenses and even some of the discretionary ones since it just puts you in a more comfortable spot knowing that, hey, no matter what the market environment, my bare essentials are covered and even some of the non-essential ones are covered. Perfect. Once you've add those all up, how much do you still need to make up the difference between those sources of income and the required monthly cash flow? So maybe all those guaranteed income sources don't add up to how much that you now have recorded on that cash flow sheet I just mentioned. Well, that gap now needs to be filled with income from your portfolio and or potentially working part-time if that's an option or something that you want to do. So you've now figured out how much you will need approximately retirement on a monthly basis. Take it further, you can multiply it by years of average life expectancy, put in a conservative rate of return, inflation, taxes, all that stuff. But then now I'm getting into why exactly you need a financial professional to help you with this, but you get the idea. So now even though the thought of retiring near or during recession will bring some anxiety, I just, I also urge you to go back and listen to my previous podcast on retiring well. I did two on retiring well a while ago, the quantitative side and the qualitative side of retiring. And regardless of the market environment, these two podcasts will still offer you more great tips and it kind of gets more in depth than what I just touched on here. So those are episodes 15 and 16. So the next thing I wanted to touch on is not being short-sighted in a time like this. So maybe your portfolio has dropped and you're like, Oh no, I can't retire since my accounts dropped. But it's that's think it is thinking short term. The market will eventually change. I get it, it's stressful because you're in or closer to retirement than before. And it's not like you're pulling all your money out in the next one or two or three years. So if you know your cash flow requirement, which we just mentioned, this will ease your mind in regards to this. And I know, like I said, I know it's not easy seeing these values decrease and logging online and seeing it go down as you're close to retirement. And most listeners probably remember 2008. And before that, there was the tech crash and all kinds of other events that caused markets to drop. However, you may be thinking, yeah, but this time's different. I'm retired or close to retiring. You don't want to think I'm down. I'm now going to move everything to cash or a GIC since that will prevent me from losing anymore. Maybe you do this and the market continues to go down and you're like, see, I absolutely made the right decision. I feel great because I'm not losing anymore. However, we got to look at it from both sides here. So you now have crystallized that loss in your portfolio since you've taken it out when the market is down and moved it to cash or GAC. You're now getting an interest rate in your money of maybe three or 4% or so, but currently inflation is much higher than that. So great. You've protected yourself from market risk, but you've exposed yourself more to inflation risk since now your money has lost its purchasing power since it's not able to keep pace with inflation. 
So there is risk to both. Everyone knows market risk, but you have to also pay attention to inflation risk. Now, when the markets turn around, you don't get to now per participate in that momentum on the way back up, even though you've paid your dues and paid the price of already being in the market when it was down, because you've now you're still in at this point, you've stomached it, you're, you've paid the price and your portfolio is down, and now you're deciding to sell low and move to cash or a GIC. But maybe you're listening and you're saying, I can't sleep at night and I'm freaking out. Then take a portion of your portfolio maybe three years of your required income and move that to a GAC or cash account if you're really that uneasy and stressed about it. Just keep in mind, if you do this and choose that the GIC option, like you can't necessarily use that part for income. When I'm saying three times income, I'm just trying to give you an idea of a portion of the portfolio to put in there because obviously you need to keep it where it is in the GIC to gain the interest. So you'll need to access income from another source just didn't want you to get mixed up there. But the whole point here is if you feel absolutely can't handle the pressure of the market down, don't do not move at all. Move a portion of it if you feel it, you absolutely need to do this. My next question though is, okay, what happens next time when the market goes down? Since it will, like in retirement, you're going to experience on average five to nine times of markets dropping significantly. And like if you're just newly retired or close to retiring, it's going to happen. And are you going to panic the next time this happens again? Once again, the market goes down. You're going to sell some of or all of your investments and move to cash or GIC again. If you do, now this is a way to significantly eat up the portfolio very fast. You got to have a strategy and a retirement income or like a retirement income projection plan or cash flow plan to avoid this. Also having like a cash wedge in your portfolio is extremely important because it helps avoid everything I just mentioned here. So a cash flow wedge, if you're asking what that is, I've talked about that in other podcasts I've done in regards to retirement. And what it is, it's a portion of your portfolio that is in cash or a very safe or conservative type investment within the portfolio. This is a section of your portfolio that you can access when in times like this, it's a, basically a piece of the pie of the portfolio and it should be around two to three years of income you require. Now, if you have that in your bank, it doesn't necessarily have to be in the portfolio. You just have to have that somewhere else, whether it's a safe pot piece of pie in the portfolio, or you have that somewhere else to access and maybe you don't need to access the portfolio. Basically, the concept here is just you have that two to three years of income somewhere else. So if you require $30,000 a year from the portfolio, it's basically around, like I said, two to three years, it's 60 to $90,000 that you need somewhat protected. Now, if you've done a cash flow plan, you'll know exactly how much that amount is. This allows you to take income in the portfolio when the markets are down to supplement your lifestyle expenses. However, you don't necessarily want to be using this money if you can to be paying for non-essential items since you have control over that and you don't really want to drain that down unless there's a significant surplus for those. It's You just want to make sure the essential items are always covered. Why is this important? Because you're not cashing in down funds to provide you income, which means if you cash out the funds that are down for income, you have much less in your portfolio to participate in the markets when it turns around. This just eats away simply at your portfolio at a much quicker rate. We make sure to have all a, a place, a cash wedge in our retirees' portfolios to access income in rough markets. And right now, we're just reminding clients, our clients that, hey, we have this to give them that sense of calm that we're not accessing 
necessarily the funds that are not doing well. We have a portion of the portfolio that we can take from to provide income that is not down. So that's just basically the idea of a cash flow wedge. The next thing is just basically keeping your financial house in order, like checking your portfolio every day. And I know we have retirees that do this to each their own, but it does no good. And it just increases their anxiety. It just increases people's anxiety. I always tell people like, can you imagine if you walked out of your house each day and there was like a electronic sign on your porch showing you the value of your house? Even though you're not selling the house, it would still bother you seeing that go down and it would just start to play games with your mind. So you want to try to steer yourself away from scary headlines and clickbait and all that stuff since it will trigger emotional investing decisions that aren't based on your plan and goals. And you don't want something to unnecessarily deviate you from that. If you're worried about a recession and how it affects your retirement, do what you can control, such as going over your cash flow plan and eliminating unnecessary non-essential expenses and cut where you can and hold off on large purchases if you need to when possible. Because that's stuff we can control. Markets, you can't. Do the things you can control and try not to worry about the things you can't. Maybe you're even leaning towards, as I mentioned, earning the extra income to ease your tension until the economy rebounds. Just all these things are, you're able to do and control. So one thing I want to do is I want to leave off the quote from an author I follow, a Carl Richards, on how volatility is normal and don't go overboard. I just like this. I read it and it's it's just a good way that he puts it. Imagine it's a very still day and you're on a boat in the ocean. There's no wind. There's no swell. The water is flat as a mirror. And the calm goes on just long enough for you to start to feel like it's normal. Then a small wave comes, feels huge. And you're shocked at how enormous just a regular wave feels. As scary as it might feel, it's important to remember that waves are normal. In fact, occasional storms are normal. The last thing you want to do when you get into a storm is abandon ship. And I just always like that quote from him. Anyways, I hope this helps. Anyone that is retired or soon to retire, and if you need any help, as always, just please feel to reach out to us. And Chris, what is your website? Because you also mentioned there's a cash flow workshop, or rather worksheet that people can get on that website. Yeah, threehatsfinancial.ca and the resource sections is a little tab at the top of the page. You'll see it. All right, great. So whether you are retired or still working full-time, follow this podcast for suggestions that could help your money management and be sure to share with others. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to The Ride, Life, Work, and Wealth Podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. All comments are of a general nature and should not be relied upon as individual advice. The views and opinions expressed in this commentary may not necessarily reflect those of Harborfront Wealth Management. While every attempt is made to ensure accuracy, facts and figures are not guaranteed. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing or tax advice. Please seek advice from your accountant regarding anything raised in the content of the podcast regarding your individual tax situation. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.